I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched a not feature-length film and a feature-length film, um, Momotaro no Umiwashi and Mamataro Umi no Shimpai. Um... They are both Japanese war propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, boy howdy. Yeah. Which was very inter- it's it's very interesting to watch a different country's war propaganda. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Um, Especially because it, yeah. it's towards you. Right. Yeah, because, one of them. Of, because of my interest in in, you know, um, cartoon shorts, I, I have seen my fair share of U.S. war propaganda, um, be they like Looney Tunes, Disney, whatever. Um, so it's very, yeah, it's very interesting seeing it from the other side directed at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very interesting. Um, wow. Who wants to do a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? For the first short, first, is it short? I don't know. It's the short film. film. It's longer than the Digimon Adventure movie. (laughs) For the first film, it was basically a dramatization of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. There's not a whole lot else to it. The the Japanese people, or the Japanese were portrayed as animals, different types. uh, But the Americans were not, so they were people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what that was. Yep. For the second one, it's a different battle. I think it mentioned in the film the Battle of Monado, which uh, wasn't directly at the U.S., so for me it was a little bit more comfortable, I guess. (laughs) Less off-putting. Slightly less uh, uncomfortable. Um, But there was uh, more kind of lead-up. You have the introduction of some of your, like, main characters that you're going to follow. You see them go home say, you know, goodbye to their family, and then it, it jumps into uh, a camp on an island, a Pacific island, where you see them set up the camp there, interact with the local animals in this case. Yeah, ev- everyone animals. is animals except for the general Momotaro. And, yeah, and then the enemies. Yes. Um, and they prepare for a big battle. To, to invade some island and and you see what happens. Yeah, pretty much. Um <laughs> so without spoilers, um how do we feel about these? <laughs> Would you recommend either of these? I mean I can I def I can see the historical significance because you did you mention that uh the the film that the Feature-length film was the Japan's first feature-length film? First feature-length animated film, yes. Uh, and, like, the quality was there, but it was just so uncomfortable. Uh, but, but interesting in that, yes, I, I would, unfortunately, like to watch some of our propaganda to see how those similar tactics are employed or to kind of compare and contrast. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we will eventually watch Disney's uh, propaganda film that they try to ignore. Yeah. Exists. So, like, for educational historical, like, yes, it's it's 
uh, interesting. I'm sure there's value there, but like as this isn't a good time. I don't think. <laughs> no, and I yeah, and I certainly wouldn't recommend it for the general public, but definitely it's an you know important, and I think for students or for you know for animation, it's yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the first one I feel is mostly interesting for shock value, at least for a, a U.S. audience, and I don't feel like it has a whole lot going for it besides that like it's vaguely interesting but it's not it's not a terribly fascinating story and there's not really characters you get to know well or anything yeah um the second one is is more of a story um it 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 does some interesting things just like directing wise animation wise that that i feel like gives it a little more value beyond just a piece of propaganda. It is a piece of propaganda, definitely. But it has some other interesting things going on that I was able to grasp onto, especially some of the stuff in the beginning. Um, did I say in the first one, did it did it dawn on me in, in the middle of it when I was like, is this Pearl Harbor? It didn't dawn on you. I had to say it. I thought I said no. I thought I did No, I that. asked you, do you realize what this is? Oh. And then you were like, uh, is it Pearl? Like, then you oh, thought about okay, it and okay. said, is it okay. Pearl Harbor? And I was like, yes. And then you were shocked face. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I also find it very, very interesting that, that everyone is animals except for the enemies. And Momotaro. Yes. And what I find with that, it's that, it's almost like all the animals are innocent mm-hmm. because the yeah. animals are innocent and then all the enemies are not. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We will talk about that more after the break. Let's get specific. All right. I have a couple of interesting fun facts. And the first thing is to talk about Momotaro, um, who um, was used as the hero because that the story he's from continues to be as well-known to Japanese citizens as The Three Little Pigs is to Americans. Um, the original story has Momotaro and his companions traveling to a demon-inhabited island, which this first film in particular replaced with the American-infested Hawaii, uh, creating an, an easy link between foreigners and evil creatures. Yeah, it's real <laughs> direct. Yep. Um... This film was extremely successful and proved especially popular among young children. It was so popular, in fact, that CEO, the director, made a full feature-length sequel. Um, and then, obviously, Bluto, from the Popeye cartoons, makes an appearance in this film as a stereotypical drunk. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, let's start talking about the, the story and characters for Momotaro no Umiwashi. Is that the first one? The first one. Okay. Uh... I, it really, the faces and the mouths really bother me. <laughs> um, I really liked the animal that the the bunny ears and the, the animals ears were cute. really were really cute. Wasn't it the first one too, where they where they landed and the monkeys did the thing like the uh, monkey barrel of monkeys, a barrel of monkeys. Yes, yeah, they did that the was barrel interesting. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And what I noticed, which is indicative of even like Snow White or some of the others, the other animation that we've seen, the animation for the faces or things were better from a distance. Once they got up close, then it started almost kind of, depending on where it was looking, it kind of distorting somewhat. And especially if they were talking and yeah, 
that it then it was more troublesome yeah less consistent yeah agreed um i think that the gags with the monkey and dog especially while they're still on the boat are boring i liked their some of their back and forth a little more once they were in the plane and like building with using those blocks or whatever and stuff yeah. like that but but when they were just on the the boat and they like trying to put the on dog's the tail was that, tickling yeah, yeah. Then, the, then the extended headband thing it just wasn't that funny yeah i agree um the monkey's got some like absurd powers huh can like leap through the air and has real fast swimming powers <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering if that was, like, um, Journey to the West references. Possibly. That's more of a Chinese thing than a Japanese thing, but certainly Japan references that, too. So I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah, I mean... Um, I also find it interesting that the... Here you have animals and all the things obviously put you in one mindset, and then you have the, the airplanes and the stark machinery and the boat... Uh, yeah, just a, a big contrast there. Definitely. Remember when that one monkey shot the other monkey's tail off? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes! <gasps> yes! A bunch of monkeys go into a plane to like set explosives in it. Um, this is when they're invading Pearl Harbor. And the, then they all like jump out of this this giant plane. Um, but one of them, as as he's jumping out, the, the hatch, like, closes and snaps on his tail. So another monkey just shoots his tail off to, to save him. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and he didn't seem phased. And he just runs off with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, ooh, that was very uncomfortable. Babe, do you have, do you have any more notes for this story, characters or whatever, for this Sorry. first one? No, I have like animation notes. Yeah, same. Other oh, other than when all of the rabbits, primarily rabbits, are supposed to breed and you know and then and overpopulate. So I find it interesting that they seem the the biggest amount of characters seem to be the rabbits on that ship. But all of the the rabbits that were waiting and and all the people back on the ship waiting for the planes. Well, first when the planes took off, and then when the planes came back onto onto the ship. Um, they were just being really loud and, and, you know, cheering. And that and that got really monotonous. You could hear that chanting or the whatever all that they were saying. Anyway, but I also find it interesting that the huge ship that they, the planes took off from. That that aircraft was... Aircraft carrier? Is that... Okay, the aircraft carriers. Probably. Uh, yeah, that that was quite a dangerous thing. And, and they didn't seem to have any mishaps you know, flying off or landing, but that was, that was quite a feat that I think was, was perfected maybe in World War Two. Not sure. I have, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, think about it for planes with fuel, sure. everything else in such a short space, where all the people on the deck of a ship. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was definitely interesting seeing them go through that. Like, they didn't just fly off. Like you saw a lot of the process, and I don't know how exact it was comparatively um but but they didn't like skip through it like they animated that whole thing and especially when it was landing and it had like the ropes or something to kind of slow the plane down like that was interesting yeah it was just a, a really bizarre comparison of the like cute little animals doing these you know military things compared to the the humans 
and Bluto. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was just so uncomfortable because they all, okay, kind of the thing is they all look alike. We apparently all look alike because every, all the humans were identical except for Bluto. And just with with the same repetitive movements, but again, looking identical, all flailing, all being absolute idiots and worth and useless because most of them are was... probably drunk given how Bluto was. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Because they absolutely did, did nothing productive. It didn't seem. Yeah. Um, it's and, fascinating. Yeah. I guess this would be a good uh, time to, to just talk about how, propaganda works story-wise like what you were saying dehumanize them by like they all look the same it's hilarious that they are dehumanized even though they are the main humans yeah yeah (laughs) yeah no like that's very true and then like they contrasted each side by like we're cute innocent animals and then like you're these humans which doesn't have like necessarily a positive or negative but, like, everything around it says, this is your bad guys. Yeah, and then using kind of Bluto as the personification of how they want you to think of these people. Yeah, big. Like a big, dumb oaf that's drunk all the time. Cowardice. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because lots of cowardice. That was the other thing. Because, yeah, not only the them flailing and, and falling and, and not being able to do anything... But they were also, like, whimpering or... Yeah, they were just, like, running and screaming and, like, trying to get away most of the time. Yeah, like, there was one scene where Bluto, because that's just Bluto, uh, grabs the the star and stripes. There was one star and the stripes of the American flag. Shakes them off of the flag and then it becomes a white flag. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, well, I'm going to give you some fun facts about the second one. Momotaro Umi no Shinpai. Um, Mitsuyo Sio um, was the director for both films and was inspired by Disney's Fantasia uh, with the second film, wanting to create a fantastical film for children that would instill hope for peace within them. For a long time, the film this film was presumed to have been confiscated and burned by the American occupation, but a negative copy was found in uh, Shochiku's Ofuna warehouse in 1983 and then re-released in 1984. Ai o e u no uta is famous, uh, is a famous song um, uh, that is particularly famous for being given an homage in the series Kimba the White Lion by Osamu Tezuka. Um, Tezuka had seen the film in April 1945. He later said that he was moved to tears by the movie's hints of dreams and hopes hidden under the appearance of war propaganda. Um, And you might not know this, Mom, but Osamu Tezuka is sort of a big deal. (laughs) He is um, basically the... He's considered the father of anime. He created Astro Boy, Kimba the White Lion, and tons of other things. And um, so he's he's an important guy. And Kimba the White Lion was, was a well-known series, especially back then, that in the modern age, especially in the West, I feel is mostly known as that thing that Disney sort of ripped off with The Lion King, <laughs> um, which is... But that's a whole other thing. Not dealing with that right now. Um, But apparently that show did an homage to this musical number from this movie specifically. Oh, okay. 
I'm not getting where there was peace or where this had anything because even you get even peace the kids, once you destroy the enemy. <laughs> no, but even the children and their play and and that they wanted to be these they wanted to even the little ones were like you know oh I like the planes the boom 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 and and things like that. There was nothing peaceful about their play. It was all about like you being go boom 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 in the present so that in the future you can just chill, mom. Obviously. They didn't seem to have those aspirations or state those aspirations. It just all seemed to be about They're wanting... all in war mode right now. Yeah, well, that's what they <laughs> seem to be in. And that's what it ended on, too. Uh, yeah, there there were... I feel like there were points of reflection in this film. Or yeah. points, of, points of quiet. Yeah, the, the directing of it immediately feels more movie-like. Like, the pacing and the characters and stuff and, like, the ability to... To reflect and have quiet moments, especially in the beginning. The beginning, I felt, I found to be the most interesting in that respect. Yeah, but the beginning, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, you mean well, like when they where go, they're when, at home when they're at home with okay, their families yes, and yes, stuff. Yes. yes. Yeah, like the the time the time where the the monkey Sadukichi maybe I, I think so. The monkey was like there was an interesting uh, juxtaposition between Sadukichi. Like sitting, sitting in the flowers and like watching the are they dandelions? The, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And and there was like some very pensive music, and then his brother was off like trying to get the hat, and that music was more childlike and uh, and whimsical, and it was kind of cutting between them, and the music was shifting, and yeah, like I can see that there's some sort of reflection in there, but. But there's still, like, again, that propaganda of, like, it's not a, we shouldn't do this. Uh, it's a, like, we have to do this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like, what well, you also, saying? yeah, also foreshadowing because with the dandelions yes. coming down, then actually they even did, like, play some music as if those were parachutes. And yeah. then later, that's what they did. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, are we talking just story? Or are we talking animation? Story and yet? characters, not animation yet. Not animation yet. Okay. Um, I liked Wankichi, um, the dog's parents. They're really cute and old. Yeah. They were just like doing stuff in the field, and they come over to hug them and stuff. Yeah. Very yeah. cute. I also like the the birds, fluffy white children. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. I assume I, children. I don't. I, I thought siblings, but I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I don't yeah. know. It could be children. Like it definitely makes makes sense. Like if you if you look back on, um, it's just like especially him having like a picture yes. of them later in the movie and like reflecting on oh they were younger feels like a like oh I haven't been there to be able to see them grow up yes. which feels like a parent thing exactly the the tropes of war films you have a few different things illustrated by their family. It's like oh your family's old, you are trying to to do do things to get yourself in a better position. Like you're supporting your family. Like you, the monkey is like a, someone to look up to for his brother. Um, and the bear, again, not sure if son or brother, but like, yeah, like lots of family relations and stuff to reflect on as you get removed from them. Yeah. So, so yeah, a lot more <laughs> humanization or like of these animals char characterization and like making you kind of care for them and where they come from. Yeah. 
that, that you could do with this film. Yeah. So I find the, the story that occurs much later in the film about, um, what was it? Goa or whatever, the Island that. Ghana. Ghana. It was Goa. 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 Goa, Um, that, that Island it's, I just find it fascinating to have a story that is basically a condemnation of European imperialism. Oh, like five or 10 minutes removed from extreme glorification of Japanese imperialism. <laughs> but, but wait, in the story, they're like, there was this stone in the middle of the island saying like one day somebody's going to come and free us. I, I forget what it was exactly, but definitely the framing it as something like prophesied or or like that they were meant to do and therefore it is okay yeah it's good when they when we do it bad when the white people do it yeah they did Uh, it for rather than it's all bad (laughs) imperialism is bad no these these you know white people came and like tricked them and, and did it for money but we are meant to do this to their our intentions are noble well, it's also interesting the not subtle and the blatant characterization because with names and so forth. Because in the first film, it was Devil Island, mm-hmm. and then the scene you all are talking about, they changed it. To, they showed a pirate flag, so they they literally said these these you know white capital whatever are pirates right and then they but were they also, also called and then they also had can i say had horns when we meet them yeah we can we can say that horns. we there are depictions in this film of white people who have ogre japanese ogre horns on their head yeah and then also the last island was they they referred to it as demon or demon they, island everything was yeah, everything's demon, demon island. everything's <laughs> yes. demon yeah so yeah yeah like, yeah, not literally. not subtle. This is like no. the enemy, and they're all demons. which again, Demon Island is also a thing that specifically ties into Momotaro's whole deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so it is definitely a literal demonization of the enemy, but it's also a thing that like t- it's it's basically like if your heroes were the three pigs, and you keep referring to the enemy, whoever the enemy is, as the wolves. Yeah, you know, like it ties into the the thing you're pulling from and also is a handy way to demonize the enemy yeah okay and going back to uh the film that you were talking about the making you have some uh connection and empathy with the characters i think they definitely accomplished that when they first uh came to the island on this you know the second film of the first half they not only they showed the camaraderie of all of those you know all of them coming back from war and then you had all of the people like, you know, they're here, they're, you know, and, 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 you know, they've returned. And, you know, so like just that ecstatic homecoming. And then you got to see their individual stories and, and the closeness with their families or siblings or whatever it was. You, by the way, you said when they re- re- go to the island, um, Japan sorry. is technically an island, yeah, but sorry. it is Japan. Yeah. Sorry. Mount, Mount, they went Mount Fuji is in the background. Okay. So like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they went home. Yeah, and and I totally forgot about the scene uh, when you said camaraderie, mm-hmm. where the uh, monkey's younger brother Santa, yes, like falls into the water, or goes into the water, and gets swept away, and his brother and the dog, his friend, have to save. The dog has to save both of them. So yeah. the brother tries to save his 
uh, younger brother, and then the dog has to kind of get them both before they go off of a, a waterfall. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like it's uh, characterizing them as they're like brave and and skilled. Yeah, it's very interesting. Do we have anything um, with voice acting to talk about? Um, I mean, I thought I thought it was generally good. There's not a whole lot of it in the first film. Um, I guess. Oh, I, I guess actually, my main note for the first film is whoever was doing the voice acting for Bluto. This is great. It was great. <laughs> oh he just like he sounded a lot like Bluto, but was also like just making nonsense sounds the whole time. Um, it was great. <laughs> I love that. It was so stupid. Um, but the, the voice acting in the, in the second film was, was fine. Like it all seemed to match characters fine. I like the monkeys. Uh, their voice actors sounded like they were kind of having fun with it and they harmonized well when they sang. Yeah. I think you alluded to earlier the, the yelling that went too long. Yeah. Yes. I was, I was really, I didn't like it. No, yeah. Uh, and there was a little bit of yelling as, as like, planes left in the second one, too, but it was a lot more manageable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I guess, yeah, and I think the voice acting was fine. I, I, I don't think it just, it was very... I thought it was perfectly passable, you know? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I was just so busy reading the subtitles oh, that sure. I just really didn't pay that much attention to Well, there wasn't a whole lot because, of yeah, there voice acting yeah. in the first. Yeah, but, yeah, and even in the second, well, I guess... In some parts, but in, in a lot of parts. Yeah, I get. Let's talk about the animation. Um, I only have one note for the first one, which is just that it's fun seeing the bunny's ears flapping in the wind and doing flag signals. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. fun use of bunny ears. Yeah, I really enjoyed the bunny ears. Um, I also noticed that the ship and the airplanes, things like that, were very realistic. As far as, I wasn't real impressed with the water Again here, but I do think that the like the foam when the when the ship was moving through and it was like foaming up at it, that looked uh, more real. But what did look to me very realistic were the clouds. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with the clouds, and we spent a lot of time in them. So yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. I, I actually like the water. Uh, whenever a wave crested the 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 water coming up through the foam, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing I, I think my. Uh, which is probably favorite, but most impressed scene was there was, it was when the planes were flying pretty early on and there was a top down perspective view of the planes. So you got a really nice like foreground of some planes and then further out background that was like more out of focus. I thought that looked really, really nice. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah. There was also, I think it was in the first one, it was rain or something coming down, or was that in the second mm, one? I think that was the second one that second. focused on the rain while they were in the plane. It was the second one. Yeah, okay. that was the second one. But I do feel like that they did a fairly good, you know, job with that, and I definitely feel like the water and and the waves and so forth was better than than Gulliver's Travels. Seen. And yeah, absolutely. But I I get so spoiled to what they can do now. Sure. So I mean, again, it just uh, but it it wasn't as realistic to me as the clouds were. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, let's talk some more about the animation for the second film. I thought that shot with the waterfall was really interesting, um, where we're like kind of looking at the waterfall from an angle, and then the camera like turns to look at the waterfall head on, and then like shifts up, and we like see 
like the river and all the stuff at the side of the river and then it keeps going up 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 to like up to the the hill and the the tree that um ends up being important um like that whole shot was really neat because it's like all of the background was being drawn for a lot of that uh maybe not the cliff and tree I'm I'm not sure but especially the waterfall and the the land on the side of the waterfall it it was really neat looking mm-hmm. yeah and it did it, it its functional use was to kind of anchor you whenever the rescue happened so that you know like oh there's a big drop and all of it was familiar because that one shot established every all the reference points yeah so like it was cool and very functional yeah 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 um also the little squirrel trying to help pull the rope but it's too little loved that that's cute it's just it's doing its best yeah yeah that was so cute i really like the details in all the clothes sure i just yeah i just really everything from the uh the little bows, like in the back of the little children that had the, the little circle outfit, but um, the like how little they, yeah, a little apron type thing, and and then little bows in the back, or even like their the headbands or anything like that, the ties and how that would move. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. My note is that like things are really fluid, and the faces um about the details on them yeah non insignificant amount of time but the clothes were always really like nice how they moved yeah uh like the the uniforms and the details in the back of a uniform where they would crease uh like bags yeah like it was uh, really nice um i have a note here such lovingly waddling necks on these rhinos yes all the different (laughs) animals yeah Uh, also i like the pelican with mail in its mouth it's like, oh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, they look, they look I mean, like, he doesn't put it in his mouth, but you know. He look like Is he in something? the new Animal Crossing? I don't, he's just not in there, huh? None of the pelicans are in the new Gulliver? Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, Gulliver. No, not course. Gulliver. I mean, um, the male dude. Oh, sure. The male dude and the, the two the ladies. The two ladies. Pro- uh, no, I don't, I don't think I've seen them. I don't think they're in here at all. That's sad. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I found it interesting that, well, one is also when you... This might have gone in a, a different section, but all of the indigenous animals being there, I mean, is also very insulting to whoever's there. It's kind of like that they're, well, sorry, none of the indigenous animals have clothes on. All of the ones uh, that come there have clothes on. So it's kind of I like understand. these are, you know, ignorant and, you know, and again, naive and and, and maybe, we're superior maybe to them. And they're just. and Sure. So that is better shoved to our later section but yes yeah maybe maybe it's a way in which the animation does affect that yeah maybe innocent because there are varying degrees of some of them had some clothes but it was very yeah degrees. like that was a a way to differentiate for sure yeah definitely but i was just gonna say as far as the story i found found it interesting how the rhinos like the system that they did for the like building and the constructing and the rhinos with their horns would would punch the holes perfectly and yeah. and um I think of what else they were some of the other things that they created you know buildings yeah yeah that was interesting and the little squirrel was it the squirrels or or something that would would hit you yeah, know and, yeah. and and the court the oh what i'm trying to say is the synchronization mm-hmm. or the collaboration of all those animals working together was interesting yeah it kind of made me think of the uh snow white um washing yes. cleaning up of yes. just like yeah working together definitely yeah there was less 
comedy to it. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, no, a there whole, wasn't much comedy. There it was, wasn't a, like the main part where like gags stood out to me was the first one with the like tail tickling the the monkey because it was wagging and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the, the, need, neither of these were very gag focused overall. Yeah, and then of course though the verbiage, which I know will maybe some go with our how's it hold up, but with with the words that we we love to you know we love to work we 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 love to sweat that's the song and we're on animation no i know but i just mean but conveying that we're just doing this because we just love doing right but that is literal song lyrics and we are on animation okay (laughs) we can wait yeah i mean what i don't know why you're talking about song lyrics and animation oh you're right yeah (laughs) (laughs) like what are you not getting here (laughs) It's got all that. You're right. Uh, Jesus. Okay. So. Uh, Give her a, I think she's. Are, yeah. you, are you recovered? <laughs> I guess I'm thinking we're still on story because I'm like. I'm just like talking meeting, and you're just I over. Know. We're it's not like, on story. We're I on animation. Know, I know. And it's just been the light. The light I love you. You dork. Okay. Uh, the risk of, of uh, making my wife grump during one of the songs. Uh <laughs> Uh, there's like a teaching song, but the animation in it. Yes. That's valid. Uh, there was some interesting, like, they're in like a, a school type setting. The animals, the native animals with, uh, the, the dog, the dog is the teacher. Yeah. Uh, and they're singing their song and then like they do where the flowers are in the foreground with the school in the background. And then it kind of shifts to flowers. And, like the flowers looked really nice. And I don't know, there's probably some meaning there, but I don't know what it is. Sure, sure. Um, I really liked the visual, the, the silhouette kind of visuals of mm. the uh, Goa fairy tale description part thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the, there, there were humans in silhouette who were much more realistically proportioned than in, anywhere else in the film. And it just, it had a real kind of almost fairy tale quality to it that also made me think of um, The Adventures of Prince Ahmed in particular, yeah. um, which had definitely already come out. So that could have been an influence um, just in terms of like the ornateness of the of the palace and stuff that they were in and just, just the detail of the way that the people moved and stuff. Very interesting. Yeah, that was, that was. It was um, it was impressive animation there, honestly. Yeah, and uh, I know, agree. Very cool that we had seen that, so that we can kind of guess the uh, influence. Yeah, and and then see how, like the the movement and things like that, harken back to the the puppetry. Yeah, of it. It's, it was very cool, and I think well placed since it was a story within a story. And, yeah, and, and and it made a nice distinction, so you knew, and then. Back to some other animation that I also really liked. Whenever, um, the way they would do perspectives and angles sometimes and point of view, not only the river scene you talked about, but if they were running across the field or they were running up or down a hill. I really like how the the terrain looked, uh, the trees, you know, the different little huts or buildings. I just, I thought that was yeah. really realistic. It made me feel like I was immersed in that in that area. I put the white people are so gangly. Oh, oh, that's right. I want to talk about that. I, 
Hated that so <laughs> much. It's like they had rubbery arms. It's yeah. like, you know, those things. They the, were those, almost rubber hose animation. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, those those things, if you, if you drive by and it's like a blow Wacky up Wacky waving arm inflatable flailing tube man. Yes. That's <laughs> what it looked like. And it was so off-putting. And again, they all looked the same. And and then just, they were useless and flailing and it was just, uh, yeah. yeah, very have, uncomfortable. Very I have uncomfortable. a note that's like more bendy, less good. Because I think the, right? the Native Islanders might have been a bit kind of goofy. The monkeys especially. Yes, the monkeys. That's right. A bit goofy in that Those in guys that were sense. fun. <laughs> sure, but... But no, I get it. Yeah, it's like they're, you know, monkeys, but they're a bit more bendy. So you know they're different than us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and then it's like, oh, these guys are really bendy. They're no good. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Uh-huh. Um... Anything else with animation? Yeah, uh, Jan brought up before the the rain, and we didn't get to talk about. Oh it. yes, yeah. yeah let's talk gorgeous. about the rain. That yes. was really good. Yeah, that whole scene is really like it has an it has an an interesting mood about it of just like them all in the plane, just ready, like waiting as it rains and like some of the rain leaks into there, and just the focus on the raindrops and everything. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, onto their uh, onto their equipment. Yeah. And onto the the windshield, yeah. Yeah, and it, uh, and then like the people back at the base are are experiencing like storms and things, and they do their little charm to to ward rain away. Yeah, I forget what that's called. Looks like yes. a little ghosty. It's cute. Uh, and and it it works, or like it it starts to, uh, the sun comes out, probably like boding well for the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was. I'd be interested to to watch other war movies like that have paratroopers in it to see because I think that's a common thing where it's like pre battle like you're just kind of there in it and it's intense because you're like we don't know how it's gonna go we're jumping into who knows what yeah and I I think that's common I just don't know who set it up or like what came first of. Uh, oh yeah, like that's a really good intense moment. Let's keep using that because it's a really good time to build up that feeling. Yeah. Very interesting. I also love, the, I love little details and little details done well, like the little, um, the lunches and the oh, little yeah. containers for the lunches and all of, you know, it, it was so neat. And then when they pass them out on the plane and then even the bottles just, well, I, Yeah. I like yeah. those little details. Yeah, like you saw them packing it all up, and then the bear like getting two, and he's like, "Cool, I have two. Yeah. And the other guy's like, "Give me my yeah. lunch." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean it looks so realistic. It looks so well, even like some of the Miyazaki movies that we've sure, seen yeah. they've done. Yeah, oh, the food is like no, top th- notch in those, Miyazaki films. Yeah, it's those little details that are just they they elevate things, even when that thing is literal war propaganda. Yeah. I don't want to spend too long on this, but we have our what would the movie have been like if it were live action question. And my response to that is it wouldn't exist because Japan made live action war propaganda. And this was specifically an animator trying his hand at it. And like the fact like you have animal characters representing the heroes and humans representing the villains and you just, in 1940 in Japan, aren't going to do that in any way other than animation. Yeah. So I don't know that there's a whole lot of, and you're not going to make this movie now. So I don't know that there's a whole lot of value 
in discussing that other than just to say this film only exists because it's animation. Well, and again, you you just couldn't get by with the pro- the propaganda wouldn't be successful because you wouldn't again be able to to portray the um you know Japan as innocent these innocent animals it wouldn't and, you know, be successful for children in particular which was the target audience for both of these yeah i, th- I don't think you've mentioned that before that it was like did we do did we do the songs yet no that's next okay yeah but like especially when it gets to like music and songs it's very obviously yeah it's like children singing for most of it yeah uh and it's it's like what 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 gets accomplished with this with this medium and it's like yes you have easy characterization by changing the protagonist from just like or changing the people the characters from people versus people to like nice animals versus people you eat okay say we don't do that but we still try to use the momotaro story okay momotaro versus demons maybe you'll get something from there uh what was super interesting uh that maybe we'll go with more and how's it hold up is at the beginning of the at the first film the uh you hear them talk about demon island or devil's island or whatever but then you get to the to the location and it's the it's just very obviously it's to, yeah it's hawaii I, it's pearl harbor yeah like there's no the, the they dis- don't try to hide it once yeah, you're there <laughs> the distance implied by devil's island and then getting there is just like very stark i i, I don't know like I think we need to talk about it some in music, too, because I feel like the music is a big part of that starkness. Yeah, and, and in live action, like, you you couldn't get the distance to then get that stark, like, oh, oh no, there's this is just who I, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Let's go, let's go on to sound design. The music during the opening of the first one was uh, fun and jaunty. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what I, you were talking about, once we get to Hawaii... The music tells you it's Hawaii. Yes. The music is literally just a, a vocalless rendition of, um, what is the name of the song? Aloha Oi. Um, it's literally just that music. It's like the most stereotypical Hawaiian music you could possibly do. Yeah. the Yeah, I was saying the music at the beginning uh, I have was uplifting and childish. Like the instrumentation is like yeah. little bells, little xylophones, and very childlike. Yeah, Can yeah. I say that it was interesting that the music at the very end of that one was America the Beautiful, just the inter- um, the instrumental. The music playing over the footage of the wrecked Pearl Harbor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, in fact, very lightly. And... Oh, I just can't help but laugh at it because it's just so much. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I was just also, like... that song that they're singing as the ground troops go, like the, the song that they're literally like singing as they go and destroy these planes and stuff. I just have, wow, this song. I don't really remember it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was a lot. It's all a lot. It's... <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so interesting. Um, and then, yeah, the the music and in, in the second one was all, was also good. Um, the There was a lot more songs. Um, I don't have a song list, per se, um, but I liked the monkey song. They'd harmonized real well. And then the main kind of song centerpieces, uh, I, I, O, U, or it's A, E, I, O, U, no, Uta. Um, cause it's 
it's basically the alphabet song, but for Japanese people. And yeah. they use it to teach the islanders how to speak Japanese and to wash their clothes and help them with military stuff. Yeah, I didn't get to say on the first film, they they had like the childish music, childish music, but they also during military things had very militaristic music, yeah. trumpets, all that, all that jazz. Uh, yeah, it was it wasn't as uh, seamlessly kind of integrated. Sure, but yeah, the music did well at underscoring whatever points that they were making with those scenes. Um, with the second one. Oh, I already mentioned earlier about the scene with the dandelions, about the music, the music doing a good yeah. job of highlight. Of I have it like the two different worlds, like this guy's going into war, and then his brother who is still innocent and playing by like wearing his brother's hat, but not knowing what it entails. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, the first yeah. the oh. first movie is literally just like a reenactment of Pearl Harbor. So, I mean, you know, if that if the idea of watching a movie that glorifies the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor doesn't sit well with you, you're probably not going to enjoy it at all. Um, if you can watch it and kind of just appreciate the absurdity of viewing it from such a completely different cultural lens than what we're used to. And go for it. Yeah, it was just pretty uncomfortable. Like yeah. the beginning, you you don't know what's gonna happen. So you see like bunny silhouettes. You're like, oh, are these little bunnies? Yeah, oh, they were so cute. I know. And that's kind of cute. Yeah. And, but then you get to the the shots over Hawaii with the music, and you're like, oh, so, oh. <laughs> this is like very realistic depictions of these ships and all of that. And like, sure, the people are comically like jumping out of the ships and like going into a boat no one died um yeah except they like people died there so obviously it was very upsetting and uncomfortable yeah it was uh, a lot for for me uh yeah. so that's just the first one yeah, yeah and, and especially especially the depiction of again just everyone being looking identical and being bumbling idiots and oafs and yeah it's and just... even yeah and even too ignoring the fact of all the people non-military that would have you know that would have been there um you know and then too is the severity of it i think in a weird way was i don't know was intensified almost because of the stark contrast of these cute animated figures but then the very realistic planes and everything else that was being blown up i don't know it was, it was, I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a shock because you have the, from the U.S., like, it feels like, oh, this is about me and it's like selfish or. Sure. But to, to feel that, but it's, that's, I think, an understandable initial reaction. Yeah, it was, it was weird. And again, why I kind of want to see other, see our propaganda to to try to you know reframe that and see how we our propaganda is a little more blatantly racist most of the time (laughs) yeah to see how we like what what tools do we use yeah racist caricature and i mean we do the same sort of uh bumbling cowardly things too so yeah exactly like seeing it in the end yeah 
I don't know if what this would denote or if it would, but it was also interesting that, that both all the figures of the, um, of the people that they took over and the second one, um, of the British, whatever, they just were large, gangly and larger in comparison even to, to, um, well, uh, the, the, yeah. the hero guy, which is kind of interesting. Well, I think generally, um, Japanese people are shorter than um, a lot of Americans and white people especially. So yeah, I think they do kind of see us as gangly oafs sometimes, yeah. especially during propaganda war times. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was interesting. Uh so yeah, the whole so in the second movie, uh the whole thing with the native islanders just being so happy to build the Japanese base and and all that is Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot. Building yeah. the base, like being taught you know, Japanese and, and it's like, oh, they're rowdy and they're like not paying attention. And I don't know how to get them in line or whatever. Like, oh, they start to sing the song and it's like, and and now they're learning and this is good and happy. <sighs> yeah. 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 And I mean, it was nice to not see it being even in silhouette, you know, having Native American people, but on the same token, having indigenous. the animals. Un- indigenous people. Okay, yeah. Because okay. it's not America. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, indigenous like, people. Yeah, like they're you know, Native Islanders. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and people of color. But but I think that was depicted, know. you know, with with the animals not having clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. Like earlier. Yeah. Yeah, like the the kind of three monkeys, the the bendy guys. I think they had some some like loincloths of sorts. Yeah. But but none of the other ones. Elephants, rhinos. Some of the kid, like, tigers or whatever sort of things they were, I think, might have had some. Yeah. Oh, and then also just all the obvious depictions of, like, propaganda depictions of the uh, rising sun flag. Oh, gosh, yeah. Of course, Uh, that's all over both of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like... Obviously, that's all over these. Yeah, that's that's definitely there. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) It's a lot. All right, let's go on to our... Spoiler alert. alert. Skip to... 54 minutes and 14 seconds. I don't know if I have... I mean, the spoiler part for the first one is just um, the the main guys that we were seeing, the dog and the uh, puppy and the bird, their plane gets kind of shot up and is on fire and ends up crashing into the water and then they're rescued by... The, the birds that we didn't even talk about because yeah. whatever uh, <laughs> they're fine yeah <laughs> that's yeah. the end of that movie it definitely felt like oh, what's this about yeah whenever it happened it, it's like oh is this showing that they're like nice and will help a a, a bird who's got separated from their mom yeah uh, but then for it to come back it's like oh okay at least that uh string got tied up yeah yeah point. With the second one, the the spoiler portion is basically just the the end. Um, they attack the um, military base and and they win. Bluto and Popeye are there. Yeah. Popeye has an empty can of spinach. Seems like it didn't do him any good. Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's like uh, a. fairly a sort of long scene of Momotaro like negotiating with the British officers who have uh, like Oni horns or ogre horns on their head um, and are like 
just bumbling and like trying to make excuses of like, oh, the leader's not here, so we can't like just do a unilateral surrender and burn a burr. And Mobitar's yeah. just like, no, you're gonna do this, and Are it's just that back. It's all. just that back and forth for a while, <laughs> and yeah. eventually, of course, they just surrender completely. Yeah, the map is like, oh, this is ogre ogre island or whatever. Just kind of like more fantastical names yeah yeah and then we go back to <laughs> japan and and the kids are like doing some stuff Physical. like that Mil- looks like military, maybe yeah like, kind of looks this tree yeah kind down. of looks like military training but like not official ones and then the, one of the things that they're doing is climbing up the tree and they jump onto a chalk outline of north america and then like stomp on <laughs> On the part that's obviously the United States. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. With the obvious implication being that the next generation is going to take out the U.S. So, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I love you so much. Too. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. It was... Anything yeah. else with spoilers? Um, because <laughs> like that sort of speaks for describing that kind of just speaks for itself. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think like, we even like pretty obviously alluded to it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. Well, we're done with spoilers. <laughs> Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in both movies? Like one of pick, each, yeah, or just one for each. One for each. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The first one. Oh, I think my for me my least favorite was what I was mentioning earlier with the. I didn't. I didn't find the gags funny with like the tail tickling the monkey and then they're putting on the bandanas. And I know that like saying that's my least favorite in a film where the the Japanese forces go and and bomb Pearl Harbor, but like. You're watching the film just with the understanding that that's the thing that's gonna that's happening. So you know, like that's terrible, sure. But the part that I was just like bored and like uh, this, come on, I get it. Was was that one with the gags? So that's my least favorite. Yeah, I was uncomfortable through most of the first film, um, but you know, like you said, with the understanding that this is the film you're watching, the thing that I was like confused about was uh, a missile gets shot from the plane that we're following uh, squad three or whatever, and it's going the wrong direction. And <laughs> the monkey has to go down and, and wrangle it back towards the ship that gets exploded. Yeah. That was yeah. a lot. Yeah. So that's I think, my least favorite. I think for me, it was the depiction of, of the, you know, of all the people at Pearl Harbor or the, you know, or, or the white guys, because it would just, kind of almost play in a loop the same ones yeah. and it was just i think it was almost again a lot of the repeat footage yeah, the same yeah. almost images you know depicting more and more people but they were just you know all look the same and 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 same movements and yeah it just was off-putting i think my least favorite was seeing the three uh monkeys on the native islands the native island monkeys it was oh, uncomfortable yeah I think mine's probably the end negotiation. Oh, that's true. It's just, like, I got it. Yeah. It was tiring. 
Like, yeah, oh, I think too is I think for the same reason because it was the same like the 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 people depicted were again a lot of the same movements, almost like uh, one of the, the the early films or something we saw. Maybe it was the Gulliver Travel. You remember when they would be in the uh, the uh, room, the throne room scene, yeah. and they oh. kept they kept repeating the same loops. Yeah, the, the... It was almost I I feel like it was maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like they were doing a loop, like them flailing forward and oh yeah, and so whatever, much. and it just kept repeating that, and it was uh, yeah. I was ready for it. It was be just boring. Like, it was yeah. like I get, I understand. This isn't. Interesting yeah. to have to listen to. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite scene in in both movies? Me, maybe the bunny ears at the beginning. The first movie <laughs> is doing before all the you knew movements. what was going to yeah. happen. I think I liked the little bit in the plane where they're building the thing, the stuff with the blocks. That's cute. Oh, that's cute. Also, like the barrel of monkeys. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that interesting. I don't know. I think with the second one, my favorite is probably the the raindrop stuff. Yeah, that mm. was nice. Or just, like, most of the opening, because that was just the more enjoyable right. part. I know. Okay. Sorry, I did have the one for my first one was the one I mentioned earlier, the perspective shot with the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really nice. I liked that as, like, a visual scene. For the second one, let me look. Maybe it was the, the telling of the... Uh, how Goa was taken just because of the yeah. animation style was, was very interesting and, Definitely. and done very well. I'm thinking, I think maybe my favorite part uh, for the second film was like when the, um, after the little brother, uh, the little, the little monkey um, brother and younger brother was saved and he was running around with the hat, but just sitting on the field and just because I loved the the perspectives of like the hill and, and yeah. the younger brother down the other hill. I loved the um, dandelions coming down yeah. like parachutes. Yeah. Just visually it was, it was really pretty. Yeah. And, and then that juxtaposition with the, with the music. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just mm-hmm. a powerful scene. Who is your least favorite character in either movie? In, in both movies? Or yeah. Just... In each, in each movie. Yes. Okay. There we go. What is, what I is find Momotaro boring I know, in both I know, movies. I know. I was gonna say I, that guy. I just I didn't like him. His face is always too detailed, yeah. and I just like. I mean, I get that he's like a cultural lips, hero, but, but he just—he's yeah. probably more interesting in the stories he's actually from. But yeah. here, he's just—I mean, he's just like a general dude. I know. I, I just don't like him. His mood and whatever, especially in contrast to the characters. He's not uh, relatable. I just didn't like him. Yeah, I just I didn't like him. Yeah, he's he's my yeah. least in both. Sure, I'll agree. Who was your favorite character in each movie? I mean, in the first one, there's only like three character main characters besides Momotaro. You can, and then like on the bad guy side, there's only Pluto. One character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the monkey was a lot. Yeah. I'm going to say, even the bird didn't really do much. I'm going to say the dog. The bunnies are, like, kind of all interchangeable. I have, like, bunnies, monkeys, dogs, birds. This might be controversial. I think my favorite character in the first one is Bluto. (laughs) (laughs) Just his vocalizations crack me up. Oh, yeah. He's also very bendy in that He is very bendy. I mean, he's Bluto. Like, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's just like a shot in the in the second film but in the first one he's around a lot i know 
I'm just going to have to say, the, sorry, the bunny with the ears and doing the signal. That's I know. Fa- yeah, you're <laughs> I just, valid. I liked him the most. You're valid. Who was, uh, oh, no, sorry, in the second one? Who Even was? In the second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, at least the, the main guys have a lot more going on mm-hmm, for them mm-hmm. in this one. I think probably the monkey. Yeah, he had a lot more characterization. He had a lot of introspection stuff. He had a brother. The bear was pretty good, too. He didn't do a ton of ton, but he was very funny. My not actual character favorites, though, was the dog's parents. Oh, yeah. They were so cute. They're so good. Well, and I'm just, I'm going to go with the little brother, the monkey's little Fair. brother, because I just, Santa. I didn't like, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. I mean, remind me of the little... Like, he is so- going to crush you one day. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, he did, he was jumping on the U.S. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Um... These were sort of musicals. We didn't even talk about any of the songs, really. We talked a little bit. We talked yeah, about we, the alphabet song. Just like what? Yeah, how'd you how'd you feel about any of the music? I don't know. Well, I think we did talk about it, but I You're don't right, know well enough to choose. We don't have to choose. Yeah, I liked the, I liked the harmonization of the monkeys in the second movie, and I mean the the main alphabet song thing is catchy. Yeah, yeah. The, I was like, there's the chop tree song, and that was the one about the about working. Yeah, yeah. There was a. Maybe there was a tree monkey song after that. I don't even remember what that was about. Tree monkey? The monkey, or just the monkey song. The monkey Sorry. song was that they were singing when the planes arrived. And they were then, like, oh, look at these guys. What's their deal? There was like a flag song yeah. soon after that. There was a food song. They like eating or something. or they had, I don't even remember, like, what was the, I don't remember the just point a, of these things. There's a lot of songs. There's a lot of little ditties. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a lot um i'm not gonna do the tim curry question no, let's... <laughs> um let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it uh, did you want to yeah one thing that i i kind of forgot to talk about was the thought of uh, yeah if i watched war more war movies i'm sure i'd have more thoughts on this but it's interesting kind of what they showed that these soldiers would bring with them on their planes and and stuff like that so like the second movie they're they're paratroopers and I think this was, like, they mentioned in the film that they had to keep it a secret from their family. So, like, this was a new thing that they were doing. But in the planes, they had, like, the little fish sock flags in the second one. Um, there was a little doll that was hanging up in the plane that they would pan to sometimes. They showed, you know, the male people getting pictures and things like that. And, yeah, it's just an interesting reflection of... of either what's important to them or kind of what they relate to versus war movies for the U.S. where you would, there would be, you know, also pictures of family, but there'd probably be uh, Jesus figure, like some symbolism of, of either uh, a saint, uh, Jesus, a prayer. And it's just, it's just interesting to, to, to see that from a, another place. I thought that was, something yeah. that was uh interesting to see yeah overall consensus in what you would write it yeah so like don't watch this for a good time <laughs> yeah no no it was it was very uncomfortable in the first one just very uncomfortable uh it was yeah there's no like metaphor about it that's just what it was in the second one it's easy it was easier for me to distance myself because i wasn't I don't I don't know specifics about what battle they are 
talking about. They kind of give the context in the story, in the storybook thing, but it's still not not fun. I mean, it seemed to be like British people and also two American cartoon stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was le- less uncomfortable, but more historically important. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, there was more artistry, I think, in in the second one as well. Um, so probably not. And 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 watching the first one, you you get that the these characters are from the first one, but I don't think you miss any anything. I don't think you need to watch the first one yeah. to understand the second. No. Yeah, yeah. So I think you could just skip the first one. Um, uh, yeah. So historically important. S- s- that's a reason to watch it, maybe. Rating? Oh, man. How do I rate something with artistic merit, but... It... Is, like, extreme propaganda. <laughs> yes. Um, for the first one... Um... Oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> are we doing these separately? Like, the ratings? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Wait. I have to see. I have to know, like, what's better... What's worse than propaganda... What's worse than hardcore just propaganda? Oh no. Gulliver's Travels. We don't have the ratings in yet, but it was less than one. Is Mulan 2 worse than propaganda? <laughs> oh no. This feels bad. This feels real bad. Do I have to rate the first one? Uh-huh. 0.75? Okay. I don't know. The second one, also propaganda. Mm, 1.5? Why do I always have to be the first one? You were the one who was talking first. (laughs) Sorry. You did this to yourself. I appreciate you so much because I'm always like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Um, I think I would... um, I actually, I think I'm going to mirror you, honestly, because... And here's why the the 0.75, which is more than the 0.5 that I gave the the shorts, because I feel like there's more artistic merit, more with animation. I really like the clouds and things like that. Um, but with to keep it from being higher, just because of just the propaganda and everything, I, you know, because I think you have to in rating things, you have to consider story and you know characters and so forth. And I think. Uh, some of the characters were good, but obviously other characters uh, were just misrepresented, as is true of propaganda. And then the same for the second, um, I think I would go a 1.5. Uh, do I want to go 1.75? No, I think I'll just go stick with 1.5. Uh, but again, a lot of interesting uh, things, you know, with the animation, the sound, uh, the music. Uh, but uh, But given the fact that some of the music with the lyrics, that was very propaganda, so I'm going to have to knock that down. So, yeah, 1.5 for the second. Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go 1.75 for the first one. Um, I don't think it has a lot of value outside of shock value for Western audiences and for Japanese audiences. I don't, I, I mean, it's just like, hey, look at this cool thing we did, um... Which maybe they probably feel some amount of shame, but this or just like not feeling like, yeah, this is so cool anymore. I don't know what they feel. Um, I don't know that this has a lot of value to anyone besides like a historical footnote anymore. The first one, the second one at least has 
more artistic merit behind it in certain ways. Uh, I'm going to give it a 1.75. Um, so you said 1.75 Yeah, it'd probably be somewhere in the twos if it weren't just blatant war propaganda and like, you know, um, racist towards indigenous people and stuff like that. Like, it has a lot of bad stuff in it, but there it was at least interesting to watch. So eh, 1.75. Um... <laughs> thank you all for listening next time we are going to watch a disney produced adaptation of treasure island so that could basically be two films is this is it one with muppets or is it one with space yeah, they can i be, don't know can we see muppet treasure island at another time We'll have to see what we're watching next time, but next time it's an adaptation of Treasure Island. Okay. All right. Well, you all, thanks for joining us with this. Yeah, this one was a lot. I know, but thanks for hanging with us, and we hope hope you learned something, and and, uh, yeah, keep keep joining us. Like, follow, all that good stuff. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. I'm Danica. Sorry, let's start that again. <laughs> wow, mom. Mom just jumped. Yeah. <laughs> guys gotta get on my level, okay? I was there. But I also am like, wow, you just start without any regard for anybody else. We just have to go to you. Oh, I don't worry, I'm sure guys. Are you guys ready? All right. All right.